Osiris. They want. Hey, uh, it's Goose Day Tuesday. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining hello, us for the third iteration live on Osiris. My name is Greg Knight. This is my co host and senior analyst, Bruce Robinson. What? What? How you be on this glorious Tuesday? Um, You know, I'd be. You know, you we're be. here live. I can't say I'm fully all live. Mostly dead inside, um, yeah. but yeah, we you know we had a we had a hell of a weekend, and uh, and this is the result. <laughs> so the result. That's right. <laughs> we're here. I mean, I haven't worked today yet, so I've just been working on the podcast. So that's <laughs> that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> so uh, your hosts took a little field trip to the world of Jamtronica this weekend for a uh, yes. show at the Bowery Ballroom. Yes, we, we did. caught Space Bacon headlining. Uh, our friends Escaper opened the show. Fantastic evening, but I am in no shape for Jamtronica. No, we got sizzled a little too sizzled. much by Space Space Bacon <laughs> that night. We actually had a pretty big musical journey that day, you know, with uh, going from McNulty, uh, our buddy Matt McNulty, Matt McNulty Music, playing at a little bar in Brooklyn, and then uh, went to Bowery, like Greg mentioned, saw Micro Cave first, actually, Biscuits cover band. Actually, turned Almost. to McNulty during. Almost. I was like, yeah, I was like, this sounds note for note like the biscuits. He's like, yeah, it really does. And then that's because they were, I had no idea. Um, and then, uh, escape or crushed, uh, our buddy Luke Beeman, um, from the special was sitting in on bass with them. And, uh, really like I have maybe, maybe the set of the night first set of space bacon was really good too. Um, so it been a long night of music for us for sure. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good one though. It's good to be back at Bowery. Last time I was there was the Goose Show in 2020, and um, oh yeah, same. Still same feels here. like they can't really get the heat right in that room. It's hot. It just it seems to just be hot. At one point, it was really cold for like a few moments, but maybe that was something. You know, I think we were outside. Eternally. I think we were. Oh, outside. maybe we were outside. Yeah. Oh, that's could be it. <laughs> so it was. Yeah, a good so show, that was, the, it was good. To, good to be back there. You know, it was just, fun to go out. Yeah, and it was a fun day. Um, a lot of music too, which is always nice, you know. A lot of music around locally as well, so we should call some of that out. Um, Billy Strings, everybody who everybody is well aware of, had a successful four night run at the Cap that none of us went to. Not, yeah, <laughs> I know Joey I wanted to, but he couldn't get it. tickets if I wanted. Yeah, really, exactly. Um, and in our friend's Eminence Ensemble, who who uh, actually played a late night show after Sculpture Park in Denver, and Greg was there, um, also performing with them a little bit. Uh, they had a few shows actually up here in the Northeast. They're from Texas. Um, They're from Colorado. Oh, Colorado, aren't? Or some of them are from Texas, no? Or they they play a lot there. Well, Joey's friends with one of them, um, right? I and mean, then, we don't uh, have the guy that puts all the facts together, you know. With I us know. Today, so it's, it's we can't get Joey out of the corporate prison that he's entrapped in right now. Um, one of these days. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so we'll just yeah. take the Rogan approach and say Eminence Ensembles from Texas. I, oh, we should just yeah. We don't even need to mention that anymore. We're right all the time, actually, um, <laughs> which is just good for everybody on the who's listening to now. Um, I guess a couple other things that we could 
bring up. Yeah, we some- really we really sizzled this weekend, huh? <laughs> we're still still sizzling Dang. very hard right now oh man um, i feel like how, i'm speaking morse code yeah, yeah oh no <laughs> how about uh goose news we do have a little goose news right um uh yeah charleston back to charleston um april 27th should be a 20- great show 8th <laughs> we're sizzling today uh should be a great show though i you know we had a blast last time the band was in charleston um, oh yeah really celebratory atmosphere one of the first kind of big outdoor shows as we were emerging from the pandemic for the first or second time uh but really yeah. good you know their first time in charleston whole lot of love from that community so i'm excited to get back down there same that riverfront park show was a ton of fun and charleston's is a cool little city that i had never really spent any time in um unfortunate that they're just gonna have another one night stand there um this time around but uh i i I love going down there i'm definitely gonna try to make that trip down because then the 29th they're playing in north carolina somewhere and then they're going to georgia um for sweetwater so that'll be a really fun little weekend i'm definitely gonna try to hit those shows um I see somebody in chat mentioned the headgear. Yes, we have some incredible headgear on. Uh, Greg's Greg's is could be in the Goose Hall of Fame one day. In you want to hear a little bit about this? Yeah, uh, we this, do. <laughs> this is Trevor's headman from Halloween 2019. Uh, I think the cover was semi-pro, the basketball film featuring Will Ferrell. Uh, mm. So I, you know, obviously Trevor had to let let the hair flow on stage. He's not really a headband guy. I put it in my pocket and was saving it for the right time. And the heat in my apartment is out of control. (laughs) Yeah. You got to have something to, you know, catch the sweat. Um, I am also very warm right now because as you can see, I am wearing, you know, Otto sent us some gifts, uh, Otto art friend of the podcast. um, Big fan of goose sent us some uh, merch gifts, sent them to me. Uh, I have Greg and Joey's. I might just keep their stuff. I didn't look at what it was yet, but you know, we got the Gooseman's Jersey going today and we got the little uh hockey hat um which is good for me because i'm bald so uh everything's working out <laughs> swimmingly today um you know what else shout we got otto's yeah, really shout killing, shout killing the Otto. game i'm not like a hockey guy at all but his jerseys are are fire um another shout out which we definitely need to mention is one of our sponsors um because we definitely need to get paid is this sunset lake cbd also sent us care packages so i'm going to quickly rep some of that stuff to you guys because uh i love selling out this is (laughs) some pre-rolls that they sent us all uh very high cbd content i got some salve that we're going to try out on my mom try it out now she's my uh test uh subject for salves why don't you Um, try the salve for the for the people I will. Oh man. Ooh, it's salvy. If you guys can see what I'm doing with it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I do have a back injury, so it's perfect for that. Ooh, rubbing it on my wrist. Ooh, yeah, it's warm. Mm. Um, and then we got some high CBD Hawaiian haze. It's actually super dank looking, bud. Um, we got some CBD oil and some uh sour bears, which I already had one of. Plus, I had a CBD cap this morning. Tried some of the CBD weed. I am lit on cbd right now comfortable as hell so um yeah sunset lake cbd check them out um, yeah use uh the code beyond at checkout for 20 percent off your order oh right is that code still working man fabulous let's um, hope so also warm merch stuff while we're just crushing this 
So uh, stay tuned later for our giveaway this week. Uh, we got this sick rock and relics hat uh, that he donated to us, brand new. And we have this fresh and baggy um, Yeti in disguise as a goose, uh, designed by a fan artist, Joe Zoko, a long time ago. He ended up sending me an extra that I had, and it goes with the hat really well. So we're going to be giving that away later. I'll be putting some pictures on our Facebook. Uh, I was supposed to do that yesterday, but there's a lot of things I'm supposed to do. Um, <laughs> props <laughs> that props to like all the artists too that are creating around this around this band. I mean, yeah, it's so mind blowing to me that you know at Mohegan we're going to have this fan art like event. Uh, the, you know, yep. hometown throwdown, flow down, throwdown. A lot of words. We show. I think yeah. you got some of them. Yeah. I got, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be incredible. <laughs> Auto Art will be there, Rock and Relics, a whole bunch of, you know, just incredible artists that have really grown over the years around the band. You know, I've seen Auto really come a yeah. long way. Um, yep. There's there's a lot, and there's a lot of good art out there. There's still a lot of people producing a lot of stuff, not just art, you know, merch. Um, uh, a friend of ours, Darian, makes these beautiful knitted hats. Um, I, think she may or may not be at that fan art uh, at the end of the month. Obviously some things got shooken up as the um, event dates changed, but a um, lot of people out there, check out the mini mall, the El Goose mini mall on Facebook. Um, I know Facebook is literal hell, but um, that group's pretty good. Uh, and uh, all the, all the fan artists are selling in there and, and always um, throwing up uh, new merch. So definitely check that stuff out and definitely support our fan artists. They're, they're really killing it and have been a big part of, of, you know, advancing Goose's cause for sure. Um, I mean, yeah. Like I wish I never mind. I take it back. Um, I'll see you guys all. <laughs> I'll see you guys all at at uh, at Goose Miss, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing some new stuff from Rock and Relics and from Otto. I may take up hockey. Bruce, you want to dig into these shows? Want to dig into yeah, the I think, I think we're supposed to. We, let's talk about some things we know here. Let's get back on track. Um, Goose, you know, did a run through the Pacific Northwest. First time headlining out there. Seemed like the shows were incredible. Really, really great turnout in Portland, um, Seattle, Bend. Yeah, am I missing anything? Um, I all yeah, uh, last night in Montana. Montana. Um, yep, in Bo- back in Bozeman. Um, so we'll kick it off with our uh, the Midtown Ballroom show that started that Pacific Northwest run on uh, Groundhog Day. Um, first of all, too, I got to mention. Andrew Alexander, um, fan on El Goose, uh, really saved our lives. Got some excellent, excellent phone streams up on the board um, for a bunch of these shows. So um, save my ass so I could listen to some of them before the show today. But um, also the sight and sound were great in those. So uh, thank you very much, Andrew, and, and to all of our fans that try to help out streaming when this stingy band does not stream. You know, I think just because I'm getting codes now for this show is why I think they just do it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I've never been that far up in the Pacific Northwest. So I just wasn't sure that they have high speed internet out there quite yet. No, who knows? It's a different, it's a mystifying world to me. I only know the elite coast. Um, and, <laughs> and this little beautiful pocket of land called new England. Uh, that's all I know. The so elite anyway, coast. Yeah, so Goose yes. opened up this this uh, Groundhog's Day show with Tribute to Gold. Uh, the first time that appeared, I guess, in the Gooseiverse would be the Shenanigans trailer. Correct? Right. Shenanigans theme song, um, if you will. And then, uh, yeah, it's got a great beat. Um, and I listening, Rick and Trevor's effects just really combine so nicely for some cool low-end 
you know, you can really, you can really feel. So it's, I, I really like that opener. Um, and then that funny thing that they did on Groundhog Day, just to open the second set with the same, same shtick as well, trying to say the same things and then dropping a tribute to gold was a funny way to, to kind of uh, call out Groundhog Day. They're not usually other... funny, so I was surprised. It's <laughs> pretty good. They, yeah, they did, yeah. did it well without us. They're learning uh, I think from us. Yeah. The only time tribute to gold has been played otherwise was New Haven, maybe Westville. I'm sure mm-hmm. Ryan Storm probably knows and will let us know in the chat, but I, I think that was it. Um, so pretty cool little yeah. Groundhog's Day gag for those of you who celebrate. Um, <laughs> Tribute to Gold followed up by Life on the Shelf. Uh, oh. Bruce, what do you think about Life on the Shelf? Well, as I have written down, it's Peter's emo song. Uh, it's grown on me. I mean, most of their songs, every time they seem to release new songs, you know, whether it's been this run where they've released quite a few or um, just as they've trickled in over the, over the past few years, it's like a lot of them don't, you know, they, they strike me differently when I hear them at first and um, they tend to grow on me. I think this is the best. I thought I had heard them play this song um, as of yet. I think they played it a a handful of times. Um, But so, yeah. And it almost sounded like they could have pulled a cool jam out of it, but it was uh, still, they stuck to a pretty standard version with this. Yeah, I guess, you know, the email community isn't really known for extended improvisation. Correct. Yeah, No Rain was was awesome. Uh, definitely, when I was streaming with a bunch of people in Oak Goose, you know, the crowd, I could notice the crowd was super into it. Um, everyone on the stream in the chat was into it. And the way they were singing it, man, it was hilarious because you could hear the crowd singing. And definitely not many of them knew the words. And the ones who did knew some of them, but they were trying really hard. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, could you hear Jeff really well too? Jeff sounded also really good. Um, and yeah, it was just such a great jam out of that really, really patient. And they've, they've, you could hear a lot of that patience as we go through some of these other shows, you could hear a lot of that patience showing up in a lot of this run, um, which definitely sets a different vibe and tone for these guys. Um, definitely for sure. I mean, I think yeah. a function of it, you know, is, just a lot of the no rains that they played during the duration of their ascendance, if you will, were shows where they were opening, you know? And so it's like, they have these 60 minute opening sets where they'd have to kind of make their statement in the allotted time. And so jams couldn't really get as exploratory as they, as they do now, you know, since they have that freedom of, of getting on stage late playing and missing the encore, you know, time management is a big thing with these guys. Um, But jive two, jive Lee, standard combo to end the set. Uh, that was probably the longest set recap we've ever done, but it was fun, but it was great. It was great. So Uh, let's try and do set two here. I Um, learned how Bluetooth worked during that. (laughs) Think of gold (laughs) groundhog's day. We mentioned it. Silver rising. Let's talk about silver rising. Uh, teen wolf vibes for me. Yeah, (laughs) that's, that's pretty good. Cause I didn't know exactly how, how to place this when I was writing up the notes, but yeah, I just thought, like I said, like a pretty song, you know, with soft vocals, uh, you know, definitely a little bit slower. Um, but it was also a good song. Um, I think, you know, one of the fan favorites from some of the new songs, at least from some of the feedback that I've been hearing. And, and I definitely kind of feel that way. Um, I think a good set opener, which even though they were, did the tribute to gold gag, I think it still kind of set, sat in that opening spot. So good set opener and definitely looking forward to hearing it come up more throughout the year. I think there's a lot of good stuff that's going to come out of that. 
Definitely, definitely. And then second set favorite jam vehicle creatures uh, follows up yeah. to the rising. I mean, always gets always it. Hype. Love creatures. You know yeah. what? What more can I say? But I, I also a huge fan of Green River. You know, I just like really, really get down when I hear that tune. Not really sure what it is. Uh, maybe it's just that Rick <clears throat> delivers the song really well. But uh, it's, it's just you know gets yeah. energy up for me. It's a great blues rock tune, you know, and uh, it hits. And um, some guy in the phone stream just just yelled, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" As soon as it started, and I was like, "Yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking." Um, I do I do love this song, man. I, it's one of the, my favorite memories is at, at that Albany show in 2019 when they ripped into it. Um, I just started freaking out because I hadn't heard it in a while, and it, it's definitely always been one of my favorite covers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think my favorite Green River was the one they did in Mexico. Um, they played oh, some yeah. really well-placed covers that weekend, and, like, I think it was yeah. a smart move to play a CCR song, you know, for that crowd, and people were digging it. Uh, 726, yeah. fan favorite, followed up Green River, you know, smooth. Bruce is a huge smooth jazz guy, so I think, although it's not a jazz song, 726 definitely has the smooth vibes. Smooth. Jazz is all I need, really, uh, to listen to personally. But yeah, no, not, I mean, it's not for everybody, um, but uh, it's definitely for me. <laughs> Enough likes and we'll maybe get Bruce to release his smooth jazz playlist if we're lucky. <laughs> um, drive to close out the set and um, a, you know, sh- on to- a short drive, a short five drive. minute drive. Yeah, short very drive. short jaunt. Yeah, just to the convenience store. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, time management. And then a very, and then a very tight time to flee for encore um definitely feels a little bit like time management there <laughs> so, for sure for we'll, sure um we'll let that go we'll talk to coach so let's <laughs> let's move forward and maybe efficiently get through a recap of portland on oh wait i can't hear you third. greg i can't hear oh just kidding huh? nice dude <laughs> um so portland bruce did you mixler this the show or did you watch a stream and now just um, there were actually two, and I just started on the mix LR and then uh, went to El Goose and noticed there was the phone stream um, from Andrew. And actually, the sound for the phone stream for me was better, so I switched. So is it mix LR? It's not Mixler. I have, I have no idea how to pronounce <laughs> these things. Just like Live X Live or whatever. I'm glad they're changing their name because I, I have no idea what that is. Live by Live, Live X Live, Live X Live. I don't know. Yeah. Live times live, I, I think. Live by yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, we're gonna do this here. Wonder Ballroom, Echo of the Rose, high energy echo. Uh, I, you know, I like how they've worked through this song and really changed the arrangement from what was a standard gauge jam, something a little bit complex and energetic. Yeah. Um, and also that there was yeah. So the fast version has grown on me too. Like I always mention all these things growing on me, but fast version, the first time we heard it was in Austin or whatever. And I, I didn't like love it. It felt almost kind of forced. And um, since then they played some killer versions of that. It in Denver at the mission was awesome. Uh, and then this version, I, I joined the mix LR late and uh, was during the jam and just, I couldn't really tell what song it, it even was. Had it had asked the people in the chat, um when i heard it was the echo i was like oh my god yeah and so i could kind of hear that but it, killer jam uh and moved pretty flawlessly into the whales after that <clears throat> yeah love the whales i i really really like the whales i'm not sure what it is uh, another peter maybe, song I mean, it's just kind of like a classic rocky kind of song i guess mm-hmm. um i was a know, big maybe that. You know, free willy fan when i was a kid 
Who was Free Willy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe that's it. I think of you know I think of my boy William uh, in the sea. Yeah. And the whales. Um, but yeah, smooth William's transition. Freedom. <laughs> Williams <laughs> Williams journey. So followed up by Doctor Darkness. Um, Bruce thoughts. Uh, I think it could be maybe my my favorite new song. Um, as each kind of one of these songs, they play it again, and I hear it again, and it sounds better or different or whatever. Um, that's going to probably change. But I think from having heard them all the very first time when they were opening those second sets with them to begin this tour, I think Dr. Darkness, I kind of walked away with maybe liking the most, you know, um, mm-hmm. some people had mentioned it's got a house of a rising sun kind of vibe to it. Um, I, yeah, I just really like, I just really like that. Um, but nice. yeah. yeah, I thought the whole song was written about you. Uh, uh, people have, <laughs> People have said that, you know, it's just the people that I've really sprung up on with a ton of CBD. <laughs> they were like, oh, Dr. Darkness. <laughs> yeah, got Dr. Really? Darkness CBD stat. Uh, my, uh, my inflammation <laughs> is down. Thank you. Like, you know. So. Um, <laughs> Travelers, next. Always awesome. You know, I really, really enjoy listening to Travelers in any circumstance. Um, I think there's a lot of complexity yeah. to that song that's not immediately recognized. You know, it's it's got... Definitely. And, you know, the composed sections are incredibly polyrhythmic. And although there's not a lot of kind of deviation from song structure, I think it's one of Rick's most expressive performances. Yeah, I I, I really love the song, you know, and I I know it's like it's like part one of this Elmeg suite. um, And and there are are similarities between the songs, but I really I kind of put it up there with Elmeg, I, I kind of love both, hearing both of them in, in different ways, you know, and they kind of fill the same, same void in a, in a set list. So, um, mm-hmm. Traveler's always good. Uh, but what was really good was <laughs> then they had this rough, I, I laughed at the transition cause I was like, oof, cause they transitioned back into like the second half of echo there mm-hmm. the singing portion. Um, but then, man, they just got right back into it, and they had a that awesome jam that I came into the show with with the Fast Echo, and then they had an even better jam coming out of this second half of it, um, like a spookier kind of grimy jam. It was it was sick. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, definitely. One yeah, I mean, for me, really, it's I'm glad they were able to kind of pull it together after that transition. That was a little bit surprising, just a crash landing back into Echo. Um, but either way, redemption was found in Bob Don to close the set. I mean, we know the song slaps, hits hard, yeah. Rick solos, da 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 da. Set to opener, Rockdale. What do you got? Yeah, this show was just this show was already so good from set one. Um, really loved what they were coming with and how they constructed that set. And a rock deal to kick off set two is it's awesome. I mean, this is a new song that pretty much everybody loves. Was played by Vasudo first at Fred Fest, but like, yeah, it just it's just one it's just like one of the top songs in their catalog. Quickly got there, I think, um, and and did for me too. Um, like up there with all of their hits. So uh, everybody loves to hear this one. I don't think there's a bad spot you can put it in a show, but to kick off the second set with it is really nice. Good move for sure. Um, next up is Good Heart. You can check this video out on YouTube, I believe it's been released already. I love Rosewood. It doesn't get enough respect around these parts, specifically in the Jam of the Year bracket hosted by Jack Goose and Ryan Storm. Oh, um, yes. My, <laughs> my Rosewood is knocked out, uh, but I love it. You know, check it out on YouTube. Excellent kind of key and guitar interplay between. 
Peter and Rick. And I like that this one doesn't really also deviate from structure. It's more about locking into a groove and just riding it. Um, and they, right. did it, they did it well. Did it pretty well. Yeah, it's fantastic. <clears throat> um, welcome to Delta. Good to see it back in set list. You know, it was kind of unfortunately debuted <laughs> right as the Delta variant was sweeping the nation. Yeah. Um, but it's good to be back. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Can't wait for the next single, Hello Omicron. Uh, this yeah, was like a really, really it was it's good to see it back, really slick kind of ending to uh to Rosewood. Any thoughts or are you more of a I don't know, I was a little confused. John had it noted as like uh a jam on the on the play on the set list and on his coach's notes, and then like a welcome the Delta Jam was the subnotation. So I don't know if that's kind of just how they're considering it anyway. It might just be a named kind of jam like loose ends kind of thing mm-hmm. um but uh but either way i you know i threw it on as welcome to delta I, I mean either way it was maybe the highlight of the show for me in a show that already has had a lot of highlights up to this point um i thought that jam was also killer to follow up a, a killer rosewood jam so um keeping the momentum going plus the show was pretty high energy throughout um because then even they went into indian river after that and that was one of the faster you know kind of the original style I like the OG style. Like I like the main cabin style of Indian River. I mean, it's cool to see how it's evolved and it can certainly be a beautiful evocative ballad, but you know, I like the, like that little reggae bite that they used to have back in the day. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, And you get more of that with the pseudo from that first album called Lewis. If you haven't listened to it, um, definitely check it out. Um, But that's really where they kind of harnessed and and, and put in a lot of some of that kind of reggae-ish vibe that they, uh, used to play with a lot uh, as with Sudo and, and even uh, Goose. You can hear that influence in a lot of the songs. And then Pancakes. Flapping um, the jacks. Yeah. Let us know in the chat. Pancakes or waffles? And why? Pancakes, waffles. Waffle. Well, let us know in the Easy. chat, folks. Um, oh, I'm not in the chat. That's right. I'm right. I'm right. Podcast. I mean, I, I'm i the waffle <laughs> guy, too. Um, huge waffle yeah. guy. But let us know in the chat. I want to hear what you all think. This is not a goose podcast. This is a breakfast podcast. Encore, white lights into Shamalama Ding Dong. Boom, boom, bang, bang. Efficient ending. I probably would have been a little bit off put by a white lights Shamalama if they weren't playing the second night. Uh, But they were back for another night and started out strong with a slow ready. Unfinished. Slow ready. Um, then kind of just moved right into before the second half of slow ready into um SOS. Um, you know, another new fan favorite that's kind of it's been around, um, uh, but now that it's mm-hmm. um got the spotlight with the new album, uh, people really love this song and love what they think is a song, Dawn, which came after this, which is well, part is of Sam Shenanigans. Like playing games with us, because sometimes I, he mentions playing- Dawn, sometimes he doesn't. Playing games with us, playing games with the poor fans. They're very confused. I'm not confused because we can just say anything authoritatively on here and be correct. So um, <laughs> that is just part of the song, people. Um, but yeah, so that was also a good section. Uh, can never go wrong with SOS and Dawn. And then um, jumping right into EOA, which EOA has been getting a lot of play since... Um, since, since really last since year, I rapped since on it, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I was yeah, since he rapped on it, that's right. I'm forgetting that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I imagine that like people are just so excited every time again. They there, um, really cool. I'm sure it was pretty good. Could have been better. Uh, well, they did. They don't do the callouts really much anymore. At least I haven't seen 
you know, maybe, maybe like one kind of subtle one in there. Um, but they haven't been doing that, but that's produced, you know, I never minded that people didn't like that. I thought that was pretty fun. Um, right. But, yeah. Someone was but, like, I, I saw some criticism that like turn-based soloing means they're an elementary band. And it's like, damn, can anyone have fun anymore? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's a fun song. It's obviously not meant to be, um, you know, some, some grand like Vivaldi composition here. It's just, you know, it's just a funky song to dance to and it's great for that. But some of these ones without the no call outs have been um, really, really fun. The one from Denver was sick um, recently a mission. And, and I thought this one was good. You know, it was kind of more, it was a shorter one though. They kept it kind of tight um, all things considered, but then they took out Atlas dogs for a walk after this. Um, mm -hmm. That was a song that I was a little on the fence about as far as the new songs when from the first listen, I kind of was in a minority, I think, on that. Um, with this one that's also grown out of me, and the GM in this version of it is is sick. I thought I thought this Alice does was absolutely sick. Yeah, I mean um, the cool thing about these these new <clears throat> debuts, really for all of, of tour so far, is I hear the band has not really been hadn't been rehearsing them a bunch prior to tour. So Every single one of these right. performances is kind of like a, a blank canvas, right? There's no expectation for where the jam should go. And so you're really getting this kind of authentic exploration from the guys. So I, I look forward to the songs taking shape, but I think yeah. each time we hear them, it's, you know, they're going to really mess with how they sound. And so it'll be cool to see this evolution. Uh, and Neil mentioned, cause I even had something similar to this written in my notes, but the house dog was fast. It, it does kind of have, it's like, it kind of starts off. It, it's it feels like there's some energy with that drum beat behind it, and it's kind of like a slower lyrical part. So it's it's got a, an interesting feeling um, during that section. Um, but yeah, then the, Ben just kept that beat up during the during the jam, and um, and it was really uh, it was interesting. I, it sounded a little bit different than some of the jams that they tend to do, and um, any of those longer, faster paced jams that they pull out. Um, so I, it's cool. Atlas saws in, in this sense, in, the, in its structure, just lends itself to having some something of a more interesting, unique kind of jam coming out of that. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing that one a lot. Oh, we see Matt McNulty's on the stream. Called him out before. Hi, Matt. <laughs> hey, um, McNulty. Thank you, everybody. We uh, just ran through the story of Space Bacon. Other one feel um, from Amy. I, I could kind of hear that, too. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, the Dead's other one. But then so after Atlas Dogs, one of my favorite covers, I think, of theirs, um, Inside Out. A spoon to close out the set. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic cover. Always, always good. Set two opens with Arrow. Always love that placement. Um, I think the Arrow, the first time Arrow was ever played by the band was at Music Hall of Williamsburg, and I think it was a second cent opener then. Oh my god! Like everything we're saying, well, we is are true still today. having audio yeah. issues over here, people. Oh, really? Bruce can't hear me. Okay, so Yo, I'll take I'm going to fix. I'm going to fix this right now. No big deal. I got this, guys. I'm going solo, and I am now a senior analyst. Um, Redbird to follow up. Arrow, not as exploratory as the first one, but I think the song is coming along. Kind of like a split reaction to Redbird in El Goose. Some people love it. Some people think it needs some time. Uh, but fan favorite flow down followed up really, really smooth segue. Love flow down. Everybody got down. Love it. Love it. Every single time turn clouds. We talked about it last week, but I think turn clouds still doesn't have its perfect placement in the goose catalog dimensionally. 
I'm not sure if I like it more first set or second set. Let me know in the chat what y'all think. First set, second set, or encore for Turn Clouds. Just wondering what your preferences are. Um, but right, followed up by Arcadia. Questions. So hey, Bruce. Um, Bruce, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I'm glad you got the Ferrari out of the garage and broke out those Yo, different headphones. Yeah, you see these things? I don't know if you're I don't know if you're running audio through your mic provided so graciously by the Osiris network. Thank you folks. We're making great use of of what you sent us. Um Bruce, maybe just see if you can get the mic rolling. We got I'll it. Close out this show. Here he is. We He's got back. it. This is IT so professional Bruce Robinson. Yo, thank God I got mad IT equipment up in this. This is what happens, dude. No, I didn't want to do the mic. Yeah, see, no, I didn't want to do the mic through the headset because we got to use the, you know, we got sp sponsored mics here. It's tight. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, good audio. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is just for shit meetings at work, which I continue to skip because of the podcast. So hopefully they don't ever watch this. Um, Encore. All right. Slow ready. 2422. <laughs> um, slow ready. People love it. I am team so ready all day till I die. If you want, you want to talk about it, I'll take all the smoke on Twitter. Been mm. so ready since day one. But for those of you who are into that kind of thing, um, sounds like a great way to close the show if that's what you I'm like. A, I'm a slow ready guy. Uh, I'm also a huge CBD guy. So it's, you know, just slowed me down a bit. Uh, not only today, but <laughs> nice often. Yeah, we're going to we're going to work on that because I am so ready for some Sunset Lake CBD. Let's talk Seattle. Let's. Uh, February 5th, Neptune Theater, Butter the Rum only, opener. The only show the band streamed. The only show the band streamed of this leg. God uh, forbid so I get we'll, free stream codes. Uh. Hopefully we'll be able to provide some valuable analysis <laughs> for the first uh. time today. Butter <laughs> Rum opener. Love, love Butter Rum openers. Good to hear from Ben Atkind. You know, and just some the Hey Butter Rum chant. Yeah, Complex. you know, and plus Good to hear voice. This one felt a little subdued too. Kind of cool. Kind of mm -hmm. had a cool vibe. I noticed right away. Um, also noticed that Peter's trying to grow a little facial hair again. Uh, get a yeah. little patch going. So wondering if that means a mustache is coming back for spring and summer. You know, feeling his oats. We can all, feeling we can his all oat milk. Yeah. <laughs> he needs. He switched it. up he the oat it. milk, and it's yeah, it's it's coming in fast. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think Seattle. You know, cold. Foggy the guys were trying to channel a tropical vibe. They followed butter rum with your ocean. Mm. Yeah. Love your ocean oh. early, early, like kind of an early appearance for the song itself. But mm. yeah. um, alas, it was sandwiched in between butter rum and hot tea. So I don't remember the last time hot tea appeared this early in a set list, but definitely out cool. of the ordinary. Yeah, definitely out of the ordinary already. This set felt, kind of out of the ordinary because like you mentioned your ocean in an interesting spot butter rum to open is rare um and at least especially these days and uh hot tea in this spot is rare or i maybe never really in, in something like this uh mm -hmm. but the vibe throughout kept up you know it's like kind of this subtle energy over some vibey tracks and then hot tea was slowed down a bit too um and it was really patient. Pete had this sick, vibey synth effect that was like really heavy on the keys. Um, and then when after the 
crowd part of the chorus, you know, they did the main part of the song and then um, go into the jam and uh, Rick and Peter were really like, they just locked in on this really minimalist kind of groove, really, really funky. Um, still a lot of that synth effect going on. And uh, I really love that. Uh, it was, it was definitely some hot tea. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. You like well that one. Done. I needed to get the audio straight for that. I needed to make sure I could deliver. Well, um, Bruce, you must joke. be born for podcasting, which happened to be the next song. Uh, really Ooh. liking how born is coming into <laughs> its own. The jams have been excellent. This tour, mm. like they took it pretty far. Teased 2001 a little bit. Always good. High octane. And then brought things down a little bit with honeybee coach. on Yeah. Rainstick. Yeah. And like we have a, a comment, Arasa said that lots of house party vibes throughout. Absolutely mm. felt that way. Absolutely felt that way through the hot tea jam, through the born jam, which was also sick. I was stunned at how also a minimalist kind of jam, but um, really up tempo, high energy into that honeybee, like you mentioned, which just kind of flowed. When I was listening, I almost forgot um right after once they got into fishing to see what song they had just played before that it just kind of all had been blending together really nicely um and then yeah after honeybee another great peter song into fish in the sea another great cover um what an awesome first set i, I, yeah, I would have really loved cool to be there for that first set. set yeah i know it caught a little bit of criticism on twitter um and did it yeah it did i mean but Nobody's ever happy with anything, so whatever. Twitter's a um, hateful place, except sure, for the Goose sure. community on Twitter. Shout out to Jive. <laughs> and right. <laughs> and right. Um, but yeah, I definitely you know, got a little criticism I saw, but I, I like this set list on paper. I think it's a cool kind of vibey thing that allows the band to show off what they can do. And it's not just shreddy, shreddy, shreddy. Although set yeah. two did open up with Yeti, Yeti, Yeti. Mm, shreddy Yeti. Um <laughs> But yeah, another good one. I always love the jams out of Yeti. Um, kind of like the jams out of Creatures. You're like you're almost expecting and, and uh, to get this like really cool dance jam out of that. Um, so it was a good Yeti. I don't think it was any any um, one of their greatest ones, but it was really good. And then for me to, to transition into Into the Mist was gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. just absolutely gorgeous, smooth, really patient. You could start hearing. Um, the notes, the opening notes from Mist, uh, kind of while they were still like slowing down the Yeti jam and then building back into Mist. So it was like, uh, it was really awesome. That that segue definitely made up for <laughs> the the funny fast echo segue. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I, I really love segue into Mist. I mean, they've been doing it really well for years and years. Um, if if you hit it right, it is just a great way to transition. And Mist has turned into a pretty considerable jam monster over the past few years. You know, they really have gone deep. I'd say ever since probably 2019, most Mists have been really, really strong. Yeah. Yeah. I, and Miss is always one of my favorites too. It's always been one of my favorite goose songs, you know, shout out to Angela disco Miss Mist is always one of the best things. So um, can never go wrong with that. Old man's boat. And another one like of these new songs that, I wasn't struck so much by it at first. I think that mm-hmm. was a T five when we first heard that. And um, was it forty eight forty eight? 
Right? I wasn't at 48, 48, but I don't Neither know. Was so I. I don't, I, yeah, I can't remember. Um, but at least the first time I heard it definitely, I think was T5. And I just was, I know some other people loved it then too. I think they mm-hmm. had a cool jam out of it then. I guess at the show though, I just didn't, I you know, I was trying to assess it maybe and just didn't, didn't, didn't catch everything from it. But on these mm-hmm. re-listens and like on this old man's boat, really good. Um, also really great gong gang shout out. Between the songs after Old Man's Boat. Of course. <laughs> uh, shout out to Gong Gang. A lot of love for Gong Gang these, out here. these days. Yeah, and Jeff. Oh, yeah, like, as, as appropriate. Jeff's been really using that gong. Like he, I saw a few shots of him punching the gong. Really yes. like, yeah, really, you know, hit, raising yeah, the hand yeah. and, and mm. signaling the gang. So shout Teaching out to all, a lesson. Yeah. all those gang members. You know, Gong Gang is, is rolling pretty strong. GG for life. Um, Jeff Engborg. Yeah. <laughs> I could not I'm, like I could let's, not. All right, let's explain who Jeff is. <laughs> Bruce, can you explain to, to our <laughs> our kind listeners who are really sticking with us today who Jeff is in the context of the Gooseverse? Um yeah, so <laughs> so Jeff is actually another really fantastic musician and keyboard player um, from Wilton who also grew up in Wilton um, kind of around the same age as the goose guys. And um, he also had a band. Uh, I think that may, maybe had made an appearance at an early goose miss. Um, so he Booty, definitely played with talk Peck sound system. Yeah. And I had Wall Street tra- theater. But yeah, then he, 20, yeah, he did have Goose Miss in 2019. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. He did. He did have Booty Borg. And like, um, so yeah, so Jeff was really like another one of these kids, like Rick, when, um, you know, years ago that, and I was a little bit older that I heard, I would hear about him and be like, yo, you got to hear this, this prodigy on guitar. You know, you got to hear this kid play keys. And, and Jeff was one of them, you know? And, and so, uh, Great Blue apparently <laughs> had written a song probably in conjunction with Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, called Jeff Engborg and I haven't heard this song in so long kind of forgot it existed um have heard it in the past but like it's just a a really interesting kind of track uh yep it, you know it has a lot of fun like funky upbeat dancey segments um that really really like Trevor and 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 Rick and Peter really shine on those um and then it just all of a sudden like hits this little jazz segment Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, they kind of, kind of rerun over this theme in that jazz segment a number of times. And it almost like not lull, like not lulls you to sleep in a bad way, but kind of like gets you into this whole different vibe. And then they just drop right back into, um, the cool funk jams that, that they were going through before that. Um, right. and this one had a special, uh, mini ball rap in there too which we haven't heard in a very long time yeah it's been a minute since last mini mall love love it love that it's back yeah and then it sounded and then after the mini mall rap they they kind of jammed out a little bit and it sounded almost like a like the, another part of the hot tea jam from before mm-hmm. um so that was very cool and then you get the one last lick of the song uh right right before a quick outro and that's that um but that was a very cool bust out i i'm stunned that they decided to play yeah that i'm kind of like i think i'm still in awe and maybe i didn't yeah. even really realize how significant this was um funny enough if you go back to like scroll back on r slash goose the band the goose the band subreddit um somebody started a thread maybe a year ago um speculating that the band may cover 
Jeff Engbar. And uh-huh. I love when those things come true on Reddit. Like it's so cool to, to look back yeah. and see that stuff. I didn't think it would ever happen, uh, but really awesome. And just shout out to Jeff for being an awesome person and an even mm-hmm. better musician. Shout Seekers out to, one um, and two. Quick shout out too to Kieran on the chat. It said Angry Slays. Yeah, I'm sure Kieran's probably played with him before as well. Of um, residual groove and yep. Chris. Yep. Uh also a great musician. So go see them if, if you're ever in a, our local area up here in Connecticut. Um, but yeah, and also shout out to um, uh, Joe Caruso manages the Goose subreddit uh, and uh, also the editor of El Goose Times. So just wanted to say a quick shout out to him. I saw him in the chat before there. Um, but yeah, then going into Seekers. Seekers one and two. Standard. Boom, boom. Bing, um, bang. Nothing like wildly impressive about these, but great package of, of two songs i love the story yeah. and empress you know to close the second set um good empress probably not as strong as san francisco uh you know i feel like that san francisco empress was really special and trevor yeah. was you know pretty aerodynamic in that that beater he had on so oh, um, be, yeah you know, letting the arms fly free you know yeah like <laughs> taking the guns out and then don't do an encore Really happy to see Don't Do It. They teased it during maybe Drive 2 in San Fran. Or maybe it was during Empress in San Fran, I think. So okay. good to see that they, that they you know, let it rip. Um, love a goose. Don't do it. Yeah, definitely love it. I think a good show closer, too. I almost wanted to say it reminds me a little bit of like a Loving Cup closer, but um, but better, obviously. Um, but yeah, and then... Uh, so now on to the last show that was just last night. I don't know if anybody streamed this show. Um, yeah, no. Justin Seidel did a couple songs. Thank you, Justin. But nobody okay, did a full, full stream for us. Uh, again, you know, I have never been to Bozeman. So speculation. Who knows if they have more than 56K internet. Uh, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, a couple cool things to note from this show, even though we didn't listen, we got a, a Walcott. Um, mm-hmm. second spot in set one after drive one. So that's pretty sweet. I'm interested to hear how that sounded. Mm-hmm. Um, a second time with silver rising, mm-hmm. um, your favorite track to hear every other show. All I need. Oh my God. <laughs> and then a doc Brown. So, um, you know, still so sounds like a good set one. Be interested to hear what that sounds like. If um, anyone, if anyone in the chat was able to stream or, knows of a taper recording and would be so kind as to drop that in so we can share. We'd love to listen back. Uh, you know, I only heard kind of clips from, from people's videos in El Goose. Um, yeah. So we're just going to kind of, we're just, let's just speculate on how the whole show was. Well, we also got, so Garth, um, what's up Garth, man. Uh, he said he had a buddy go, um, said it was full throttle all night. I could see that. I could see that see how they play out the, some of those songs, but I could see they could keep the energy up. All I need, uh, was apparently 20 minutes or so. Thanks Ryan. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. So, Do we know if it was a fast need or a slow need? Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably a freaking slow need. Cause that's like all they play. Um, yeah. when's the only fast need that we got was a T five, right? I mean, I just generally just stop listening when the song starts at this point. So um, I've had all I need. Doc Brown to close set one. Thanks, Noah. It was a slow need. Um, So, yeah, Doc Brown is a set closer. It's good to see Doc Brown back in the rotation a little bit more. 
I've always liked it. I think um, really good energy. And I always, I love to see Peter play guitar solos too. You know, he's come so far on keys that we forget that the kid can shred. Really got a lot of um, Peter songs Mm -hmm. coming out and and into the regular rotation now, uh, whereas they were getting kind of trickled in for a while. You know, now it, it almost feels like we're getting just as many Peter songs to our Rick um, right. these days. Um, speaking of kicking off set two with Elizabeth, um, which oh, I always love Elizabeth. I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear this whole set, too, because this set two is funny, too. You get two Ted Tapes tracks on here. So we got Elizabeth, Moby, um, your your preferred version. I preferred ready. Yeah. So ready. Um, Cross-eyed. Yeah, Crossside is back, uh, which I can only imagine. That one-two punch seems like a whole bunch of energy. If I recall correctly, there was a So Ready into Crossside in Colorado, summer 2019, maybe? Maybe. I I wasn't able to make those earlier Colorado shows. Um, I think it was like... I can't remember. I think it was the summer shows, but who knows? Could be yeah, wrong. It could have been yeah, creatures. Could have been. Yeah. Could have video exists somewhere. Yeah. There's also a video of believe of that show. Um, a fan favorite video. Our, our buddy Nate on El Goose doing a show review. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's worth checking yeah, out. So Nate Camilio's show <laughs> review is one of the most legendary. Um, huge thank you to the the Osiris Network for giving us this platform to speculate on shows we haven't heard yet. Um, I love it. You know, yeah, we're yeah, that. like it was a great show. Uh, but dude, then you got scene, that. Well, Dragonfly, oh, Dragonfly before that, yep. yeah. So that's where you get the two Ted Tape songs in the set, which I don't think we've seen that before. Um, but th- that so far, Elizabeth Moby, So Ready, Cross-Eyed, and Dragonfly, very cool. Um, and then they jump into this old C to close out the set, right. uh, which uh, I think some people question. Um, Ooh, child, it, yeah. It sounded short, So, and I had saw on Twitter that um, someone had heard the band may have ran, ran out of time, which, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Surprise, um, surprise, yep. Also, Setless is written, didn't have Cross-Eyed on it, apparently, but had uh, Madhavan into Weird Fishes back in the Madhavan. So that could be coming up soon for anybody seeing one of these upcoming shows, and that could be very cool. Uh, so we'll stay tuned for that. Hopefully they do bust something out like that. <laughs> this is great. I can't, wait, I can't wait to figure out what actually happened last night. I know. It's going to be – these show recaps will be great when they stream the freaking show. God. And allegedly there was an encore, which was Escape – um the pina colada song mm. personal favorite cover of mine it's one of my my few songs i use as like the litmus test for how far peter's come on keys if you listen to early versions wow. of escape his solos were a little bit rudimentary but these days the man's ripping it up it's like he has six hands um so love to you know love to hear him on escape and, and ryan mentioned that the jam can get there i was just thinking i was just thinking to say that because like Yes, they have some actually pretty good versions of Escape out there. You know, a lot of people, you know, maybe have mixed feelings about the song. They got a lot of good versions out there of that now. Um, so definitely worth um, uh, checking out. Uh, we also got somebody else looking forward to that modem on Weird Fishes. So I do hope, yeah, I hope it happens in Minneapolis for the people. Um, for, uh, the people. I, I, for the people. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we managed to get through that without me losing audio more than a handful of times so that was really that, good that was absolutely solid. some of our best work um, really solid um, this week we've got a few more shows i think it's four more shows on this leg of tour so the band will be at first avenue in minneapolis tonight tomorrow, night. tomorrow. tomorrow. 
tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sizzling space there. bacon. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Thursday night at the Sylvia in Madison, Wisconsin. Friday, Louisville, Kentucky, Old Foresters, Paris Town Hall. Saturday, wrapping up this leg of tour at Stage AE in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, awesome. One thing, yeah, one thing to say, anybody going to those um, to the Louisville show, uh, there is also Doey Joey's going to be out there. I think he's maybe doing something after the show. And after then Louisville, the ne- right? Yeah, and then the next night, um, he's going to be in Louisville with a local band, a um, bunch of bunch of good big fans of, of the of Goose. Also, these guys, Houseplant, um, Houseplant. Really, oh yeah, really huge Shout things out. about yeah, good things about them. So um, definitely check out Doey and Houseplant if you're going to be staying in Louisville for that extra day. Um, got a lot of friends going to Pittsburgh too. I wish I could make some of these shows because I, I think they're going to be uh, wrapping up this leg of this tour, um, you know, with some good stuff. So. Um, so yeah, stay tuned yeah. for our recaps of those. Hopefully, we'll listen to them. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll hear the show. Hopefully, we'll hear the shows <laughs> before no. I recap next week. At least sure. a piece of them. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, we'll try to hear a song or two. <laughs> um, and then the guys have two weeks off, and we've got Goosemas February twenty sixth at Mohegan Sun Arena. So excited for Goosemas in February. Looking, looking forward to that. Um, so, Greg, do we have a giveaway? For the people yes, that we have do stuck have a giveaway around with us um, through yes. all the audio complications. Thank you to all of you soldiers out there who stuck with us today. We <laughs> sure do have teching. a giveaway. Um, Bruce, what do we got today? Oh, we got oh, so like I showed at the beginning of the show, uh, we got an awesome Arcadia hat from Rock and Relics, brand new. Um, sings fire. Uh, and we also have a pin. Uh, by a fan artist, Joe Zoko. Uh, this is a classic design. He also made stickers. Uh, it's of a Yeti disguised as a goose. It's going to use this for Halloween because it seems simple. Um, but I just dressed up in Goosebumps gear because I am a degenerate. And um, <laughs> and so that's what we're giving away. Uh, what's the email, Noah? Um, that might be too hmm. easy if we give you the email. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to. Okay. So I'll, I'll post the email in the chat. I want to make this all fair since we had a lot of uh complaints last week about our process with giveaways um, we're not transparent at tgb let me just tell you that no, straight up not at all we not burn any all. documents um or storm at mar-a-lago and uh <laughs> you know with all this cbd sometimes i just misplace them as well <laughs> yeah, cbd is really going <laughs> to your brain man um great beyond podcast at gmail.com Great beyond podcast at gmail.com. Um, so as we mentioned, Joey Parisi is not with us today. So if he were, he would have prepared a trivia question, but instead I'm going to have to send it. Um, so unless Bruce, you have a trivia question prepared. Yeah. <laughs> how many milligrams of CBD has Bruce already taken today? <laughs> <laughs> we can't count that high at all. Um, all right. So this is trivia question is going to dig a little bit deep into the man's history. The long, long storied history of the band. Um, okay, so there are two prominent Goose fans who have been around the band uh, for years, you know, really instrumental supporter supporters in the, the band's growth. Us? Um, and these two got married... On the same day as Goose's first show. Email the great beyond podcast at gmail.com 
the name of the bride and groom who got married the day of Goose's <laughs> first show. Um, two of the biggest fans in the Gooseverse. But Vote they're now. wrong a lot. They don't like this old sea. They don't understand the beauty and majesty of this old sea. So that's a, yeah, that's another you know, that's another clue for all of you out there. So Bruce, um, while I while I fire up our email, why don't you share a fun story about our our friends who are the subject of this trivia question? Well, one of the funny things about our friends' wedding on this day, and of course they didn't know Goose then, um, but they're. <laughs> they had a, you know, like a, an Airbnb or house or something like that for the wedding party and, and for their after party or whatever. And there was like this huge wooden goose at this house that they ended up taking tons of photos with, like drinking out of, which is appropriate. And, you know, um, so it's it's kind of there's another lead in too, um, if any of those pictures ever have, have popped up on socials. But uh yeah, they it was really funny. So when they told us a story and, and that there was this whole huge wooden goose and it was just kind of mind boggling because then they found the band, you know, I think I believe in 2018 and and had um yeah, have been huge supporters uh ever since. Good friends with the guys, um are good friends as well. So, yeah, this is a good good trivia question on the fly, very random. You know, <laughs> good good I mean, good friends of the band or arch nemeses, we're not sure. Um, we love we love these two, and I'm so glad to have you know met the two of them through the band. So, Bruce, um, the one thing I'm doing right now is I am trying to remember the password for our podcast email. Um, so as probably I probably somebody that, hacked it, you know. Now that we're getting CBD, people <laughs> somebody hacked that. As I do that, do you want to do you want to fill the people in on tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's episode? Oh shit! Yeah, God, we have so many of these episodes. I can't even remember what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're so actually making episodes now. Um, but yeah, we have a another episode, regular episode um, that we recorded Sunday coming out tomorrow. Uh, we are interviewing two huge fans. <laughs> Ryan heard it's a fantastic episode. I hope so. Um, <laughs> it's We're interviewing Ryan Storm and Jive Goose, kind of representing the jam of the year bracket and going into some of the process and methodology behind that, talking a little bit about uh, some of the matchups. So, um, And have some, we talk a little bit about some upcoming festivals um, going on this year. So definitely take a listen. That'll be released uh, tomorrow morning, I believe. Um, and you should see that pop up anywhere you get your podcasts or Thanks, CBD. Bruce. We should Thank start you. selling bootlegs from CBD stores and stuff. <laughs> you know, Thanks, just- Bruce. Um, we'll, 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 we'll like move that conversation to our meeting <laughs> offline. Uh, I am in our email um, and nobody. Has- oh, we got in. Yeah, we're in. We're in. Um, so nobody has answered correctly quite yet, with the exception of our manager who emailed me from the other room. Our manager is not eligible for <laughs> the prizes. So um, open season still. I can give y'all a hint. Uh, these two. What other hints? Oh, you battled tell- for first place in the second season of Fantasy Goose. Oh, is that public record? The, that is public record. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, if so, let's see. Um Another another clue. These two think- are big fans of Humphreys, and they go to hol- they go to holidays. Wow, giving up a lot of personal information about the two of them now. 
Man, I guess all the old Goose fans are, <laughs> have been sick of us for years and actually aren't listening to us today. Uh, no, they don't. To, no, they've yeah, heard enough that makes of, sense. of us already. Yeah, We've same with certainly our exhausted friends. our. Yeah, this our, is why we need all of you listeners because our friends um, don't want to hear us anymore, especially me. Um, but they just need CBD. Is the problem? They're all, they, you know that's the problem. They're not hearing what I'm hearing, which is just the <laughs> beautiful sounds of serenity. Um. <laughs> Excellent, Bruce. Thank you. Um, well, we have, we almost have a winner. Ruthie Perlman um, is close, but we need, we need the bride and the groom. So I want to remind everyone in the chat to email the answer. It's really hard. We're not techies, obviously, as you could tell from the audio issues. <laughs> we have a winner. Oh, we, we have a winner. Bang, bang. Oh, boy. You know what? And this is a winner by 20 seconds. No array is correct. Angela and Eric Lindsay. Um, two great, great friends and fans from Michigan. Um, Noah, you edged out <laughs> Neil Landry by about 20 seconds. So um, congratulations, Noah. Uh, email us your, your address and we'll get this sent out to you. Rock and Relics gear. And obviously check out Rock and Relics through the Algoos Mini Mall or through Rock and Relics website. Whole bunch of really, really cool fan merch. I was rocking my Jive 2 crew neck today. Um, Bruce, I think we did enough damage here. Uh, and we oh, yeah. Have, like, plenty <laughs> of edits for this audio. So, snip, um, snip. Um, so yeah, we're, we're back tomorrow with a new episode that we prepared for and recorded in the studio. So should be quality. You no audio issues, no audio engineer for the studio, you know, so, and And I got to charge these Bluetooth, these Bluetooth headphones. Dre let me down today. So we've got a lot to talk about. Um, we'll be back live next week to recap the end of this leg of uh of winter tour uh but for now bruce and i are gonna are gonna take a nap and remind joey to prepare for us a little bit more thank you guys all for tuning in uh we have a big giveaway coming next week so, i'm about to dump a bunch of this cbd oil in my just, mouth yeah join so. us for that um and check out sunset lake cbd thank you to osiris i hope you guys still trust us <laughs> That's all I, I got. I think we're out. Yeah, we'll do better next time. All right, see you, everybody. Thanks for <laughs> hanging with us. <laughs> Get to ride with us next time down the pathway to the great beyond. Osiris.